0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And welcome to the Disability Law Show. Let's do this. You want to reach out to Savan or Albert or member of the team, James Tamar. There's all kinds of fantastic people waiting for you. It is 1-855-821-5900. The website is disabilityrights.ca. Whilst there, you can listen to past shows, and you'll get links and a place to find our TV show as well, which we do every week. That is more uh, great information for you in the half-hour form. And the email address, which we will bounce over to in the next little while, is help at disability.com rights.ca coming up on this show today three common excuses we call them your long-term disability claim could be denied and how you can fight back you'll want to stick around for that we got three of them that uh, but before that though the week that was guys i think savannah you've got one to share albert you've got one to share so you guys can duke it out for uh for whoever's going first
2: Well, let let me start off, John. Uh, I have a very interesting situation here. I had a 46-year-old gentleman uh, call us. Uh, He's been insured for long-term disability uh, for a while. Uh, He's an assistant manager at Walmart. Uh, His income before he became disabled uh, was around $50,000 a year. Now, he went on LTD as a result of mental health issues, anxiety, depression. So this is pre-COVID uh, and he went on LTD, he was approved as of December 2017. Now fast forward, uh, almost two years later, uh, he was uh, cut off uh, long-term disability. He was simply told by the insurance company that their doctors, this is the insurance company's doctors don't feel that he uh, is disabled enough from working. This is after being on disability for almost two years. And so what does this gentleman do? Like many other people, John, he appeals that decision. So first of all, he waits until he gets cut off and then he appeals that decision. And of course he gets denied and then he appeals a second time. And then he gets denied again. Mm-hmm. So at this point now, this is now March of 2020, March of this year. This is around the time that COVID, uh, COVID had hit Canada, right? And, uh, you know... So, 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 you know, you need to understand, he, 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 was cut off September of last year. Uh, he, his last appeal ran out and was denied March of this year, so months and months later. And, uh, you know, we are now in June, July territory. Uh, this is over six months, about nine months or so since he was first denied, uh, not first denied, sorry, when he was cut off long term disability, and he's without money. And uh, and look, John, I mean, I spoke to this gentleman. I looked at his uh, his records, his medical records. I looked at the denial letter. The insurance company has no leg to stand on. It's just as simple as that. This is what I told him. I said, we can help you here. And you know what, John? Here's the thing. For nine months now, he has been without his long-term disability payments. He can't work. You have COVID, this pandemic, uh, that's been wreaking you know, havoc just globally. And the reality is that he would have been told in advance before he was cut off that he would be cut off it's not as though the insurance company says tomorrow your LTD benefits end right he would have been sent to doctors insurance company doctors they would have right. produced a report for the insurance company long story short he knew or, or at least he, he you know had a, a, a you know an idea that he something was going to happen and his benefits were going to terminate uh, uh, before they did and so now that he's come to us all these months later you know we're going to help him but the reality is that had he come to us at the beginning, not even when he was told he was going to get cut off, he should have called us you know, when he was being instructed to go and see the insurance company's doctors because usually if you're an LTD and the insurance companies want you to be seen by one of their doctors, it generally means that the insurance company is looking for a reason to cut you off. That's why they're sending you to their doctors. They're trying to figure out if their doctors will produce an opinion that is favorable right. to the insurance company. So the point is this, the lesson is this, if you are uh, dealing with a long-term disability insurance company that's denied your claim or cut off your benefits or is telling you that they're going to cut off your benefits, you should be reaching out to us right now so we can tell you what to do. It's not going to cost you anything to speak with us. Albert speaks to a ton of people. He's, he's going to you know, talk in a second. He's going to comment on exactly what I'm talking about right now. Uh, and many other lawyers in our firm deal with individuals who have had their long-term disability benefits cut off or denied on a daily basis. We help people out there. All you got to do is reach out.
1: Again, one 821 5900 Albert, I think we still got some time to, uh, to squeeze in what you're going to talk about. What is that? I
3: agree. I think uh, everyone should absolutely reach out. I really like to look at these, uh, starting these claims as one of the only ways in which people who get denied get the opportunity to actually fight back. Because as a claimant, you're always getting questioned as to whether or not you're actually disabled, whether or not you're actually seeing doctors, and what you're actually doing during your spare time. And it, it almost feels like an interrogation. And when you start a claim, you actually get to ask the questions or your lawyer on behalf of you. But uh, And we put that same adjuster who denied you in the hot seat. So last week, in fact, I had the great opportunity to question an adjuster who had denied one of my clients. And uh, this case adjuster was the same one that made that initial decision. And because of COVID-19, we actually had to meet online. But as usual, the process was recorded. They had to swear to tell the truth. They had to answer hours of questions. And it's nice to be able to kind of switch roles here and put them in that odd seat and i can tell you it wasn't fun for this adjuster i was able to quickly establish that the adjuster had zero medical training and i mean zero uh had incorrectly relied on things that weren't contained in the policy to deny my client uh didn't know the definition of disability which is kind of crazy and in fact he hadn't even spoken to any of my clients doctors and uh, and it's a
1: it's probably, yep. Go ahead. Sorry, man. We're just about to wrap it. Go ahead. Finish it off.
3: I was just going to say, which probably comes as no surprise. Uh, very shortly after this uh, question and answer period, the other lawyer for the insurance company actually called me and asked to uh, uh, <sighs> if we want to entertain settling the claim. In other words, they want to pay my client money. So we see this happen time and time again, and uh, definitely you should reach out.
1: Reach out indeed, guys. Coming up here when we come back from a short break, in addition to your emails, we'll get to the three common excuses. Your long-term disability claim could be denied and how you fight back. It's good information. Stick around for it. In the meantime, toll free, as always, 1-855-821-5900. Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. It's a disability law show right here, Global News Radio. And welcome back. Disability Law Show here, Global News Radio, reaching out to Albert Savan or James Tamar. they got a wonderful team over there. Just keep the phone number with you. It's one do not hesitate to call, even if you just have a simple question. It all starts with that first question, and it can uh, it can pay off in, in a big way, so make sure you do that. The email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. Another resource for you to ask questions and get them answered quickly, mydisabilityquestions.com. You can use that as well. Three common excuses guys your long-term disability claim could be denied and how to fight back there's a million of these but we got to three the biggest ones that i know you guys get on the phone every day so we'll get right into these number one you are not quote-unquote totally disabled under the policy we love that term on this show We we do,
2: John. Let me start (laughs) off and then we'll get Albert's comments. So let me make this clear. Uh, For people out there who are not familiar with long-term disability policies, if you have long-term disability coverage through work or if you've purchased that kind of a policy privately and at some point you are unable to work because of an illness or an injury and it can be psychological or physical or a combination of both. Uh, You're going to look to see if you can apply for long-term disability. And when you look at your policy, you will see, and this is virtually in every policy I have seen, uh, there is a term there in quotes, totally disabled or total disability. That's what they say you have to prove that you are in order to get LTD. Now, this is an invented term, and it's invented by higher-ups in the insurance industry, in my opinion, To confuse the public and to confuse medical professionals and I'll explain why when you say John that somebody has to be totally disabled the the individual that's reading it a lay person not somebody who's in the industry not a lawyer is looking at this and saying okay well the word totally to me means 100% to me it means catastrophic it means that you have to be in a coma brain injured you know it's got to be really really bad that's not what it means as it pertains to long-term disability You know, that term is misleading in my view, and I think Albert shares that view, and certainly many lawyers that do what I do share this view, because people there think that they have to be in a coma to be able to get LTD. That's not the case. Here's what you need to prove. You need to prove that you cannot do the essential tasks of your own occupation for the first two years that you want to be on LTD. Beyond the two-year mark... Again, it does vary sometimes from policy to policy, but this is generally speaking in most policies. Beyond the two years, you then have to prove that you cannot do the essential tasks of any occupation for which you're suited for by training, education, or experience. So it's a more difficult test to meet. But really, when Albert and I and the rest of our team speak with individuals who have been denied on the basis of, you are not totally disabled, really what we ask for, and Albert, you can chime in as well, we ask, do you have a doctor that's treating you? And, you know, it could be a psychologist, it can be a psychiatrist, a family doctor, a chronic pain doctor. And have they said, have they written down that because of whatever is, is troubling you, whether it's an illness or an injury, you cannot work? If they have said that, if they have written it down and explained why, then the insurance company has no grounds to deny your claim on the basis of you not meeting that definition. So don't be concerned when the insurance company says you have not proved that you are totally disabled. And certainly John I see this sometimes people call me and say I went to my doctor my doctor agrees I can't work but my doctor doesn't think I am totally disabled Again, the medical professionals are misconstruing what that term means because they're looking at it from a medical standpoint of course right and, and, and that's important I mean we speak with doctors all the time and we explain this many doctors are now onto this and they understand but this is very important to understand that this is an invented term in order to get LTD, all you have to demonstrate is that you cannot work, you can't do the essential tasks of your own occupation or any occupation, depending on where you are in the policy, and that your doctors are backing you up.
1: Well, I, I mean, it really is a billion-dollar term. Whoever came up with that in the insurance industry should, you know, just reap benefits for the rest of their life. Because, I mean, if doctors are turning away with that term, you can imagine the person who gets his notice in the mail, they're not going to bother moving forward. I'm not totally disabled. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I can't work, but God, I'm not. I'm not catatonic. I'm not. In a, you know, I'm quadriplegic. So they're going to say, "Yeah, I guess I don't yeah. qualify." John,
2: tons of people are walking away from money that's owed to them because they yeah. they simply take whatever the insurance company had set at, at face value. I mean, Albert, mm-hmm. you you and I talk about this probably every week. You have people calling you, and this is an issue that comes up time and time again, right?
3: Absolutely, all the time.
2: I mean, this is this is crazy, John. This is just something that we see all the time. So anyways, people need to understand, uh, if you are disabled from working, if you have a doctor that says, yes, my patient is disabled from working, and here's why, you should be covered for LTD if you have that coverage available to you. Not everyone has LTD coverage. You know, if you haven't purchased a policy privately, just check with your workplace. Contact HR contact the manager, contact the owner of the company, find out if you have coverage for LTD. This is especially uh, 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 crucial now, John, during the time of COVID, when people are starting to develop more psychiatric and mental health issues that are going to prevent them from working.
1: You know, we got a couple minutes left here before I get into the next point, which is going to take more than we have until we we break. After the totally disabled thing, I mean, after that two-year period, the, the, the dynamic changes, doesn't it?
2: It does, but, you know, it changes only in so much as you have to now show that you can't do any occupation for which you're suited for, and this is really, really key here, right? You have to be disabled from doing any occupation, but it's not just any occupation, it's the one you're suited for. So if you are a doctor, for example… You know, the insurance company can't come to you at the two year mark and say, we want you to work at Tim Hortons. You know, they can't do that. And nothing against people who work in Tim Hortons. I love Tim Hortons. But my point is, it has to be a kind of a job, a kind of an occupation that will pay you at least 60, 65% of your pre disability income, right? And if you can't do a job like that, then you should get LTD beyond the two year mark. But a lot of people simply take whatever the insurance company says at face value and they walk away from thousands and thousands of dollars and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is what we're trying to tell people. Educate yourselves. This is why we're here. This is why we answer questions day in and day out for free across the country.
1: Again, reach out as we go to break here. Write it down, 1-855-821-5900. That's a toll-free number Anytime It's worth it just for a basic conversation to get yourself straight. That and the email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll get to some emails after we finish off the three common excuses. Your LTD claim could be denied and how to fight back. Number two and number one are on the way as well. Stick around for it. We'll be right back. Disability Law Show, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Disability Law Show, we are right back at it. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us for this, uh, this hour, 1-855-821-5900. That's the number to reach uh, the fellows at the firm and all the capable folks over there. Email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. Anytime you want to ask another question, you can do so. Mydisabilityquestions.com is a, is a wonderful place place to start also a drop down menu you can search there as well to see if your question has been asked previously and answered uh three common excuses your long-term disability claim could be denied and how to fight back the second one is this albert throwing it your way you don't have enough medical support uh, proving your disability how about that one
3: i always find these ones kind of funny i kind of (laughs) liken them to uh when you're having an argument with someone and they don't listen to anything that you've said. And then they just make some generalization, which doesn't actually address your point. And you're like, were you even listening? This is just a simple catch-all phrase that they like to use because it doesn't refer to anything or anyone or any doctor. It's easy for them to say. By saying this, they don't have to pick apart the findings of your doctors. They don't, all they have to say is just give me a little bit more information. And they can say it time and time again. Uh, and it uh, allows them the time to actually deny your claim and kind of draws this out, which is exactly what you want what they want because eventually most people are going to have to go back to work if they don't have any sort of income coming in and so really the the best way to fight this is to get everything down in writing, get your doctors to write that uh, you are clearly incapable of doing your job or if you're in the any occupation phase that we've discussed before, uh, that you're incapable of doing any type of work. And then just call a lawyer because they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep saying that you don't have any more. Um, you don't have enough medical information to support your disability. Uh, people call me all the time uh, appealing, and they just keep repeating that phase, and you see it time and time again. So uh, get everything down in writing. Get your doctors to support it, and then call a lawyer.
1: John, what uh, do you think, so, yeah.
2: I, so I, I was just going to say that, you know, one of the things that we find sometimes is that, you know, when people get that, first of all, they don't know what to do. They 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 sometimes call us and say, should I be going to another doctor? Should I be getting a second and third and fourth opinions? And, and you know, the first thing we do uh in our office is we say, well, show me what your doctor's already wrote down. And in the vast majority of instances, whatever the doctor has written down is adequate. It's enough. It's absolutely enough. The insurance company knows what's going on. They're simply banking on them giving you that catch-all refusal, that catch-all language of there's just not enough medical support, as Albert said. And people simply, you know, get frustrated, dissuaded. Remember, we're dealing with people who are disabled. People who have either a mental health issue or a physical issue, an illness, an injury. So people are already down. This whole idea of insurance, and I'm not just talking about disability insurance, it's travel insurance, it's house insurance, car insurance. What is insurance? Insurance is supposed to be peace of mind. That's the product that is being purchased here. And yet when it comes down to you making a claim after perhaps for years, maybe decades, you have not made any claims, you've worked as hard as you you could all your life. Then you need them to step up and they throw this in your face. And you don't have the stamina, you don't have the power to deal with them. This is where we come in. Because we take this off your shoulders. That's the whole point here. So when we have a situation like this, where we see that the doctors have clearly explained why the person is disabled and the insurance company refuses, despite all that, to approve the claim, we push back hard. And once we initiate the legal process, the insurance company must respond. Here's what happens, by the way, just for people so that they can understand. And by the way, I used to work for insurance companies. Many of our lawyers used to work for insurance companies. So we've been on the other side. When we start a legal claim, the insurance company internally uh, uh, takes your file, which has been with this adjuster that's been stonewalling you and it now shifts to another department to another adjuster that deals with legal claims that adjuster's job is to resolve claims their job is not to fight they understand that when we get involved when a lawyer gets involved and starts a legal process they then have to counter that by hiring their own lawyer now sometimes right. they have their own in-house lawyer it doesn't matter the point is now they're expending resources in defending the claim that we are bringing And what happens in that case? Well, now they're expending money on defending your case. And one thing insurance companies hate more than paying you what's owed to you is paying their lawyers to defend a case where they know they're going to end up paying you what's owed to you. You understand? It's a game of chicken with it and 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 oftentimes they win because people don't get that and people think they can take insurance companies on their own and, and frankly you can't unless you're in the industry and you understand this you can't take them on it's extremely extremely difficult because they're, they're they're professionals so you know you must understand when they tell you you do not qualify for LTD or we're going to cut you off for whatever reason right now we're talking about insufficient medical documentation We can help you by simply getting in there and pushing back. And sometimes, John, sometimes we need to speak with the doctors themselves to get more clarification on the person's inability to go back to work. Sometimes Albert and I speak with the doctors and get just clarity, right? Sometimes the doctor just doesn't understand what the insurance company is asking for. So oftentimes we can even help with that. The point is we take the stress off your shoulders and we now get into the picture and we push back so that you can actually focus on getting better.
1: Yeah, you know, taking the stress off, and, and to put a finer point on that, if, if nobody understood, is once you guys get involved, the phone calls to the actual clients stop from the adjuster, from the lawyers. They're not allowed to contact them anymore. They have to go through you, right? So yeah. you have a
2: nice wall. That's, uh, that's very, very important. I mean, you know, mental health yeah. is, is huge here. We we, we we step in. We are now the ones communicating with the insurance company. You're not dealing with the adjuster anymore. You're not dealing with anyone at the insurance company. Everything has to come through us, and we nice. can filter it, and we can be sort of your safety net to make sure that you can just focus on getting better.
1: The three common excuses your LTD claim could be denied for and how to fight back. Number one is coming up after a short break. Reaching out is simple, 1-855-821-5900. That would be the phone number, email address, which is where we're going right after that, is help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll get back to it. Disability Law Show, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.
1: And welcome back, Disability Law Show. Good uh, good to have you along with us. You want to reach out to Savannah or Albert or member of the crew, a member of the team? 1 855 The website is disabilityrights.ca. That's the catch past radio shows and our television show uh, there as well. You'll want to have a, a shot at that and view that. You can uh, find details at disabilityrights.ca. And if you simply put help at in front of that website, you'll get the email address as well. That's where we're going right after this. And that would be the third of three common excuses you're looking long-term disability claim could be denied and how to fight back. This one, Savannah, is for you. You filed your LTD claim late.
2: So that is something that does happen occasionally for any number of reasons. And the insurance company, what they're doing when they deny your claim on that basis, they're not saying that you have an invalid claim. What they're saying is that on a technical, uh, from a technical standpoint, you, you did not uh, uh, apply within the time frames that are specified in the policy. And by the way, that could be correct, but there may be a good reason for that. And what people need to understand, because, you know, I can just imagine, John, people out there saying, okay, well, they're correct. I have 90 days to file and I filed it, uh, you know, 120 days later, but I had a good reason. You know, I was in the hospital the whole time. Here's the thing. Courts have recognized that there are certain technicalities that on, on you know, just on, just on the face of the technicality, insurance companies should not be able to simply deny coverage. And you know, without getting into the legalistic uh, arguments here, uh, we've been we've been successful in in quite a few cases where our clients have been late to apply for LTD, and and subsequently applied and were denied, and we were able to go back and make the legal arguments that are available to us and force the insurance company to the table to pay money, uh, a lot of money to our clients. So don't be dissuaded in a situation where you filed your claim late. Listen, if you filed 10 years late, I can't help you. You know, but if it's a matter of weeks or even months, and and there's a reason for that, there's a good reason. uh, You know, we could we could help you at the very least. Call us because it'll cost nothing for you to find out if, in fact, we can help you. And and again, but that that applies, John, to any any excuse that you're given for why you're not being paid LTD. Always, always, always double check what the insurance company is saying. Do not believe what they tell you. Check with us first, and we will tell you. If we think there is no case there, we'll tell you that. If we think that there is an argument and you can get money that's owed to you, we will tell you that too and how to go about it.
1: Want to uh, do that and reach out 1 821 5900. Email help at disabilityrights.ca. That's where we're going now. I'm going to throw this to you, Albert. This is from Roy says, uh, Guys, my wife has been denied her long-term disability claim last week, and I want to know what we should do. She works in a government office where the work culture is toxic. She went on medical leave last year because of harassment and has since then seen a psychologist who was diagnosed her a general depressive order. The insurance company claims that her disability is situational and is not covered by the disability policy. Is that right, says Roy? Oh.
3: So that somewhat depends, Roy. Uh, if your wife is only able to, unable to work in that one government office due to that particular work environment, then it could very well be a situational type of claim. However, insurance companies like to say this time and time again, and they always like to blame it on that particular situation. We, you hear us talking a lot about getting written documentation to support, and it really depends on whether or not uh, your wife is disabled from working generally in that role that she's in. Uh, the typical definition of disability says that you must be disabled from working uh, in, that spe- uh, in that specific role and doing that those specific tasks irrespective of where they're working. So le- let's say she's a clerical worker then she needs to prove that she can't do the job as a clerical worker. So in other words what your wife needs to do is uh, speak to your doctor and uh, have your doctor actually support that it's not just a situational Uh, type of issue that she still is exhibiting types of symptoms which might be preventing her from working outside of this role and that's pretty easy to prove because if she's still experiencing symptoms yet she hasn't been at work for let's say four or five months it's going to be easy to establish that it's not just that particular environment which is preventing her from working.
2: So. By the way, John, uh, you know, yeah. th- th- there's something else that's important here because we get these kinds of cases a lot as well, right? When there's a toxic work environment. And I agree with everything Albert said. Uh, but keep in mind that even if, even if it's situational, which means it's specific to that particular workplace, uh, and you know, if you take Rose's wife and put her in a different office, she's soundly okay. Well, she may not have an LTD claim, but she may have a constructive dismissal claim, an employment claim against her employer, and and so because our lawyers really have expertise in two specific areas of law, which is disability and employment law, we can help either way, and and that's really key here because there is an interplay between employment law and disability law. If you just go to a disability lawyer, they may not understand. That there is potential uh, um, compensation that's owed to your wife from an employment standpoint, and vice versa. If you go to an employment lawyer, they'll say, "Well, it's not the employment situation; it's an LTD matter. You have to do, go to a disability lawyer." So, you know, we cover you on both sides. And Roy, what I suggest we do uh, after the show is is uh, get in touch with each other. Let us speak with you and your wife. Let's get some more information, and we can tell both of you exactly what your options are. Again, free of charge. We just want to make sure you have this information, then you can decide how you want to go about this. Either way, either way, she is owed money, either from the insurance company Mm -hmm. or from her employer.
1: Roy, you've got the email address. Obviously, you want to reach out by phone. That's a simple. Suggest you do as uh, as uh, Savan just suggested. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Check out the website as well. Much more information on there. Uh, disabilityrights.ca. And I mentioned this off of the top show, and it's it's a really good place to start. Savan answers these. Well, I won't say two in the morning, but he's he's up at all time answering these. questions. well. You know what? Do it. Send one at Literally two in the That's times. fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mydisabilityquestions.com is that website. There's a search function, so. Your question may have been asked in the archives. You can check out the answer. If not, leave it there. And the guys will get back to you at mydisabilityquestions.com. Bouncing over to another emails. we continue here with the Disability Law Show. This is Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Disability Law Show continues. Thanks for hanging in there. It's uh, 1-855-821-5900 to reach the guys and all the uh, fine folk of the firm. one 821 5900 Help at disabilityrights.ca. Neela. Is our next email up, guys? Says, I've been on long-term disability for over two years because of advanced osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis, recently a new adjuster has been assigned to my case. He told me to go see a doctor of theirs, which I did last month. That doctor apparently doesn't think I am unable to work, so the new adjuster said that they are planning a gradual return to work, which is contrary to what my family doctor and rheumatologists are saying can I refuse? What if this adjuster threatens me and says that my benefits will end if I don't try to go back to work?
2: John, let me take this one. Neela, uh, thank you for reaching out. So first of all, uh, you should follow whatever your doctors are saying, okay? Your doctors, not the insurance doctors. The insurance doctors were hired by the insurance company to provide an opinion, but they're hired guns. Your doctors are there to treat you. They actually have your best interests at heart. So I would always, always, always trust what your treating doctors are saying over the insurance company's doctors. Now, the fact that you've been on long-term disability for over two years Indicates to me that the insurance company understands that your disability, the osteoarthritis, is fairly significant, and it's preventing you not only from doing your own occupation, but any occupation for which you're suited for. That—that's the whole discussion we had, John, at the beginning of the show about, you know, getting LTD for the first two years and then beyond. Now, the fact that you had a new adjuster come on the scene, this is quite uh, common. Uh, I don't know why the old adjuster is no longer there, but this new adjuster clearly has something to prove. Now, as soon as you are being told by your insurance company that they want you to go see one of their doctors, it's a red flag. You have to go see their doctor, but it's a red flag in that you have to be very careful. There is a reason why they want you to see one of their doctors. They clearly don't like what they're hearing from your doctors. So chances are the doctor they're sending you to, they're banking on that doctor telling them that you can, in fact, go to work, that you're not as disabled, etc. So this is not unusual. And there's different strategies to counter that. And we help people do that all the time, uh, Neela. But, you know, in your case, your question is, can you refuse this gradual return to work because your own doctors are saying you shouldn't go back to work? Yes, absolutely. You can refuse 100%. And you should refuse if your doctors are saying you shouldn't work, right? Because if you, in fact, go to work, you are going against medical advice. And, and that could harm you uh, much more than simply getting cut off benefits. And and here's what I suggest you do. You get a copy of the report from the insurance company's doctor. You give it to your own doctors and let your own doctors write a response to the adjuster. And if the adjuster, despite your doctor saying that you should not go to work, says to you that if you don't try to go back to work by so-and-so date, they're going to cut you off, call us immediately. In fact, call call us now. I mean, you've emailed us. We can tell you exactly what you should be saying to to your doctors and how to approach them about this. But my point is, if, in fact, the insurance company tells you we're going to cut you off unless you go back to work and you can't go back to work, you should be getting in touch with us. Do not do this on your own. It's very, very dangerous. Chances are you will be cut off. We may be able to either prevent that or at least make sure that you are in a position of strength and, and, and can you know press back if, in fact, you're cut off. So this is very, very important. Uh, uh, do not go against whatever your doctors are saying. Albert, do you have anything to add there?
3: No, I think you. I think you hit the nail on the head here. And we uh, see this all the time, right? Yeah. yeah, we see this absolutely all the time. It, uh, uh, they try and force people to go back to work, and at the end of the day, you don't want to jeopardize your health just because some adjuster who doesn't have any medical training is telling you to do so. You have to listen to how you feel and how your doctors are, or what your doctors are telling you to do
1: want to move on to uh, Bethany's email. We'll uh, at least get it started with the remaining time before we move on. But uh, Bethany writes in, says, Guy, we like Bethany. Bethany says, I love your show. I've been listening for the past few weeks and also downloaded your TV shows on your site. Bethany's awesome. Says, uh, (laughs) my daughter may need your help, uh, which is why I'm reaching out. She's 28 years old, and last year, while on vacation, she was assaulted and hospitalized. It was very traumatic for her and for us. Since then, she's been seeing a psychotherapist and has been on medications for anxiety and depression and PTSD. She couldn't go back to work after this happened, and initially she was on short-term disability, but then her long-term disability claim was denied because of insufficient proof. What can we do? Albert, what do you say?
3: Well, Bethany, I'm uh, very, very, very sorry to hear about your daughter. This is very scary stuff. Uh... Yeah, very scary. Uh, Depending on where your daughter was injured, she may want to speak to a lawyer in that jurisdiction for the assault. If it's Ontario, BC, or Alberta, we can definitely assist with that. Uh, But we've already talked about insufficient proof. Like, what does that even mean? Is sufficient proof defined in the policy? No, it's not. And really, it's just a term that these adjusters are using to continually confuse people and a catch-all phrase to further their denial. In terms of what your, uh, your daughter should do, She's definitely welcome to call me. I'm happy to advise her of her rights. But otherwise, as we've talked about before, she needs to document everything. Your daughter is already seeing a psychotherapist, which is great. Uh, that's definitely going to help her claim a lot. Hopefully, the psychotherapist can write some support down on paper, stating that of course, Beth, or of course, your daughter would be uh, incapable of working due to what uh, traumatizing traumatizing occurrence has unfortunately happened and uh, if she can also get some support from the doctor that helps as well Uh, and the more medical support and more written support that she has the stronger her case is going to be.
2: John, I, think? I, I yeah. 100%, yeah, I 100% agree with what uh, Albert said. Look, I mean, just the context of what Bethany's describing here, I can tell you right now, we can help her daughter. Not even a question. No. And, and it's just, it's, it's just outrageous that the insurance company, despite this context, this assault and everything that happened, that they would deny her LTD when she was already approved for STD. And oftentimes the test for STD and LTD are identical. So, So clearly there is a problem here, and we can probably resolve it fairly, fairly quickly.
1: And so reach out with the phone number, the email address. Uh, you've got already uh, the phone number, one 855 disabilityrights.ca. But you already know all that because you've seen the TV show as well. Love you. Uh, mydisabilityquestions.com is also another way to reach out. We'll continue. We'll try to get another email or two in before we wrap for the, uh, the show this week. Disability Law Show continues. Hang on. We'll be right back. Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or Otherwise, represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: And welcome back, Disability Law Show. Reaching out to savannah or you want to talk to Albert or James or Tamar, one a member of the team, do so. Don't hesitate. If only for a chat, it'll cost you nothing just to pick up a phone one eight five five eight two one. 5900. Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. Write that down. Keep it in your phone. And use it like Dana. Danny, you're up next. Dana says, Guys, my husband was injured in a car accident last year in a bad crash that was not his fault. He suffered a mild traumatic brain injury and has not been back to work since the accident. He's a software engineer. He has been receiving benefits from his insurance company, including income replacement benefits of 400 bucks every week. He recently applied for long-term disability as well, and was denied. I contacted several lawyers for his car accident claim, but none of them also deal with LTD, and I think we need someone that can handle with both situations. Does your, phone, does your firm do both?
2: Hi, Dana, yes, uh, uh, we do. I, I'm very sorry for the accident your, your husband was in. Uh, absolutely, we do, and, and you know, you've done the right thing, you're doing research. You, know, you want to make sure that you got a lawyer and a law firm that has a focus, that has an expertise in the areas of law that are going to be relevant to compensation, to maximizing compensation. And, and John, sometimes it's not just a car accident and a long-term disability issue. Sometimes there's an employment matter as well, right? So it's really important because all of these areas of law interact with each other. And if you get a lawyer or a law firm that doesn't have the knowledge and the expertise in all these areas of law, you could potentially be settling a part of the claim. And then prejudicing another part, meaning you're going to lose out on something else. So in this case, Dana, I cl- clearly you're 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 uh, contacting us from Ontario because in Ontario you have these income replacement benefits of $400 a week uh, from whichever insurance company is paying. In British Columbia, where we also uh, uh, practice, uh, you have ICBC, and and you know they they provide certain benefits as well. In this case here, because your husband was not at fault for the accident, he's going to have not only an accident benefits claim for which he's already receiving benefits from his own insurance company, but he's going to have also what's called a tort claim, which is a claim, a legal claim for compensation for pain and suffering, future income losses, future care, and a whole bunch of other stuff from whoever was at fault for the accident or their insurance company. So there's gonna be these two claims for accident benefits and tort in relation to the car accident. But here he was also denied John long-term disability, right? So there's another insurance company, a third insurance company. Now we have to deal with three insurance companies. If he has issues with work, for example, which a lot of disabled individuals or injured individuals do, you potentially have four parties that you have to deal with. So, yes, we deal with all of these things, and I'll tell you this. It is absolutely crucial to engage all of them in parallel at the same time because what happens, and I'm speaking now as someone who used to work on the other side defending insurance companies, you know, insurance companies are really good at pointing the finger at each other. And if if the lawyer you choose then or your husband chooses only goes after one insurance company, I, you can bet you that that insurance company is going to point the finger to the other insurance companies. So so we can help with all of these issues. They're fairly complex because of the interplay, but we, we have the know-how and the expertise. We have a full team on standby, and we can help you with all of these issues. So after the show, I suggest that we get together by phone, uh, perhaps Zoom or Skype, and we, we can chat with you and your husband and explain all of these issues and really tell you what the options are.
1: That number, by the way, to reach out, keep it, 1-855-821-5900. Going to move on down to uh, to Bruce. Bruce, your email's up next. Uh, throw this one towards you. Albert says, a very good friend of mine is on long-term disability for chronic pain and back issues. That had been going on for years. His insurance company wants him to apply for CPP disability, but they say that if he gets it, then they'll reduce his disability benefits they are forcing him to apply and he doesn't want to. What can he do? What happens if they cut him off because he doesn't apply?
3: So this is very standard and we hear this all the time. And I totally get not wanting to apply for this. Uh, A, it's a pretty arduous process. And you think your long-term disability insurers should be covering you, right? But uh, if it's ultimately going to, and then ultimately if it's gonna reduce your benefit amount, why should you apply? But the reality is that most disability policies contain a provision which, A, mandates that you apply, and then B, to your point, says that uh, it reduces any, reduces how much you receive every month by whatever you receive from CBP disability. Uh, so I would recommend that your friend does apply, A, because the insurance policy actually says that you have to. But B, it's actually gonna help your claim if you are denied down the road. A, you're gonna to continue to get money even though your own insurance policy is not paying you. And then B, it's a government organization which agrees that you meet their test for disability. So a judge is gonna look at this down the road and, and be compelled by the fact that Service Canada has agreed that you're disabled. The tests are very, very similar. Uh, for CVP, it's a matter of whether or not you have a severe and prolonged disability, Whereas in most LTD policies, it's whether you can do the tests of any job for which you're reasonably trained, educated, or suited for. So they're very similar tests, and it's going to be very tough for the insurance company to cut you off in a valid way if you've been approved for CPP disability. So definitely your friend should be applying.
2: Now, John, this is something that we talk about all the time here, and yep. you know, one of the questions that Bruce is asking is, uh, can they cut him off because he doesn't apply, uh, or it does not apply? And, and the reality is, some insurance companies do do that; they will cut you off if you don't apply. But they can't do that. You know, they can make the argument, but ultimately, what they ought to be doing, and this is what they usually do, is they say, okay, fine, you don't want to apply. We'll simply estimate, estimate how much we yeah. think you should be getting, and then reduce your LTD payments accordingly. Mm-hmm anyways either way i agree with albert apply for cpp disability it's under the policy it says you have to but here's the thing uh whether you get it or not if you are cut off ltd and you are still disabled you should be calling us and contacting us in any which way so we can tell you what your options are the worst thing you can do is walk away from money that's owed to you because guess who's getting that money the insurance company and they don't need it you're the one who needs it your family needs it so again, contact us. It's going to cost you nothing, nothing to, to talk to us, and, and we can discuss any of these issues, John. The CPP disability insufficient proof, any issue you have with long-term disability, we can help you with.
1: And plus, you know, as you've said, it's you know, if if your LTD insurer does cut you off, at least with CPP, you still have an income stream because you'll be taking that as well. So you got a little bit of security blanket
2: there, right? you you absolutely do you absolutely do and yeah. there's other benefits as well of getting cpp disability but sure. you know I tell you this in cases where you've been approved for cpp disability and the insurer then subsequently cuts you off because they say you're not disabled enough you know when we get into the picture you see how quickly they turn around and saying ooh we we screwed up you know we should nice. be paying but but they need that pressure applied on them because they're assuming that if you simply, you know, if they can do that to you and tell you that you have no case and you walk away, they assume that's it. You know, they they, they keep the money that's owed to you. So, you know, you got to make sure that you don't walk away from money that's owed to you. That's the message. Whether you come to us or another lawyer, whatever, just make sure you don't leave money on the table. That's money that is owed to you by law. Good stuff, guys. For
1: another day, we're going to uh, wrap. Got to fly out of here. The number again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Keep it. Use it. Call Savannah or Albert. Get some information. Email address is help at disabilityrights.ca. You also have mydisabilityquestions.com. And finally, if you go to the uh, website disabilityrights.ca, you can listen back to past shows for more information, or you'll catch links to the television show as well. Catch you next time. Disability Law Show on Global News Radio.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.